The Arizona Coyotes continue their winning ways against Pacific Division teams, but get stopped in their tracks with its first loss to a Central Division rival in Hockeyville. Plus, following up on a story of, of former Coyotes players, all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes with Robin Leano and Carl Pavlak. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, welcome officially to the show, everyone. Happy Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, Coyotes had two games in a row, back-to-back, uh, home game and an, and an away game in lovely El Paso. Once again, I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik, right beside me to talk about this wonderful, uh, well, wonderful weekend of hockey. I mean, it was it was quite a good one, I'd say so. What do you think so, Carl? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a very fun weekend. Um the Coyotes won one and lost one, but I think they played two really fun games. Uh, I had a chance to be at the game on Saturday. I unfortunately did not make it to El Paso uh, for Sunday's game, but both just, you know, really fun preseason hockey. Um, doesn't really say too much about what the team is going to be in the upcoming season, but just, you know, some fun hockey. A little bit of a joke because I remember on uh, Friday's episode, I was telling you, that like at one point I was considering trying to go to the game in El Paso. I'm just like, ah, oh, but no way I work. That same day that we t- that the episode released, like I was at work looking at dr- like how long it would take me to drive to El Paso and if there's tickets still available, which of course there wasn't. You had to be waitlisted. So I was like, so so I guess it's meant to, not meant to be. So I'm not gonna do it. I was this close to doing it though. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's definitely like one of those situations where. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it when we get to that segment, but it just looked really fun. Like the arena that they have now looks great. Um, it's great to see them kind of like come in and build something really cool. I'm sure uh, youth hockey in El Paso is going to be growing exponentially because of something like this, and that's just phenomenal. All right, uh, so let's get let's go get started. Actually, before we actually do get started on talking about Saturday's game first, another win. I do want to go ahead and thank everyone out there for making the Locked On Coyotes podcast your first listen of the day. Um, once again, available everywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Google, Spotify. Now, including YouTube, free and available everywhere. All right, Carl. Saturday's game, home game. As you said, you were at that game. Coyotes a four to three win over the Hanaheim Ducks. Uh, that means so they start the preseason three and oh uh, again well all, of course against all against pacific division teams anaheim twice and la um i mean you couldn't ask for a better way to start a preseason and again yes pre everyone says preseason doesn't matter but the coyotes there are a lot of things you can take out of these yeah i mean it was definitely a, a good matchup um great like atmosphere at the game so that was a lot of fun um it it's weird after missing like a full season, like a preseason game is just like, yeah, it's a really great atmosphere. I think normally we'd be like, eh, it's a preseason game, but no, people are really excited to be going to games. Uh, I think this was like probably the big Jacob Chikrin game uh, with him like opening up 
getting his first goal and then his second in the, the first and the third. So that was a whole lot of fun to see Chikrin gets uh, get on the scoreboard already. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's what you want to see again, because, you know, fans come to watch, you know, the superstars. And even though you don't get that in preseason, but like if you're getting a glimpse of it, you're just like, oh, that's right. Chikrin's the future. Yeah. Chikrin's there. Like, I think everyone on, like, in that arena knew Jacob Chikrin was the player to be watching at all times. Um, and we haven't necessarily gotten to see it too much of him this preseason. So it was great to finally see what he can do. Um, he could still play hockey, that's for sure. You know, it's something really interesting. I've been following social media the last couple of days, and everyone seems to. Like there's a, a hype around one player that was a bit surprising to me. And that hype is behind Louis Erickson. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised by that as well. Um, sometimes I'm like not sure if it's just a meme that's gone, like become self-aware. But Louis Erickson has been getting a lot of hype. And honestly, he's looked really good. Uh, he got a second goal of the preseason on Saturday, like, doesn't look out of place at all. It'll be interesting to see how he can translate to the to the regular season. I I, mean, I honestly can't wait. I mean, yeah, you hear us making fun of the uh, that that fourth line every you know anytime we get the opportunity to just because I mean, let's be real, and that fourth line shouldn't cost that much money. But yeah, yeah, like I mean, if you can get any kind of reason for a fan to be hyped about something. I won't complain because literally we know how, where this team is going this year and it's not good. And yeah. if you can get any bit of hype, it at least keeps people staying. I mean, it definitely feels like the coyotes can, are really going to be able to market to, on like their veterans and kind of just like that, like they're not going down without a fight redemption year renaissance years for for all these guys like hey they knew that this isn't the ideal situation they're still coming out swinging like i think that's something that you can build your marketing strategy around um and you know if fans are like those are the kind of players that people love like the you know maybe they're not the the clear winners of the underdogs but they're also like giving it their all so I can see people kind of getting around Louis Erickson. Um, again, I'm not sure how sincere it is <laughs> because sometimes I mean, it had... seems very sincere and other times it seems like irony poisoned. I'm not I mean, sure. He had a goal in the first game and he had a goal and an assist on Saturday. I mean, yes, we're talking about being against the goaltender, Anthony Stolarz, and I'm not sure how, like, yeah. you know, where he stands in the depth chart for the ducks but like let's be real like still always let all four of the coyotes goals in like yeah i mean it was definitely like eh. like maybe not the the hardest goals to score but any goal is a goal um and i'm sure like throughout the season he'll have plenty of opportunity i think the one thing that we've been pretty consistent about um is the idea that these guys are going to have plenty of chances if they can show that they um, they deserve the ice time, they're gonna get it because there's plenty of it like available for them. All right, you were at the game because uh, we I just mentioned Starlight's name, the goaltending on the on the duck side, but let's talk about goaltending on the Coyote side for that Saturday game. 
You had two show up because, you know, the, like the Coyotes love to split it up. Carter Hutton and Kirill Vemelka. Your thoughts on on their performances? Uh, I'm... I thought they looked okay. I didn't think that they looked especially great. Um, I don't necessarily remember any like massive like saves that needed to be made. I may be um, like just skipping over them, uh, but nothing really stood out. Um, which, to be honest, is is kind of okay. Like if they're not being like standout poor, then that's pretty fine for a preseason goalie. Um, I'm still not exactly sold on Hutton as a full-time starter for the Coyotes. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at his stats. I mean, he allowed two in at 875 state percentage. I mean, yes, that's one game, but still like against a Ducks team that obviously wasn't even a complete team. Yeah this point like it's uh, we we knew goaltending wasn't going to be the bright point this season but yeah no um and it's kind of interesting that the coyotes have been able to keep up offensively i am very unsure if that's going to last into the regular season um um but the coyotes definitely seem to be letting in quite a bit of goals and I'm not sure that that is going to stop once the the regular season starts. Yeah, you mentioned keeping up offensively. That was one of the problems that we'll talk about coming up in a little bit as we talk about the uh, the next game because we got the Arizona Coyotes finally dropping a game to the Dallas Stars Central Division rival. We'll talk about that in coming up in just a sec. But before we get started with that, uh, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another um, that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings uh, your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And hey, Coyotes fans, I want to tell you about an incredible app uh, that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's the GetUpside app. My listeners are making t- up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now using the promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Once again, just download using the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY and get the $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch cash back 
gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HOCKEY for a 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Once again, that is using the promo code HOCKEY for a 50% or 50 cent per gallon cash back on your first tank. Okay, so that was Saturday's game. Uh, and then we have t- uh, yesterday's game, uh, the Hockeyville game. But before we talk about that, I do want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Um, so, Robin, we had Hockeyville. Um, it was a lot of fun. What did you think of the game? I, You know, I... I... I mean, I liked watch. I enjoyed watching it. You know, it's a good, it is, it's a change of, ce- good change of scenery, right? You know, see NHL barns and doing stuff like that. Instead, we're seeing a place where, you know, a null team plays. We're talking a junior, you know, U20, right? Null, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, like, it was definitely a very interesting rink. Uh, I will say for everything that's gone on this preseason, it was the best shot thing that we've had a chance to yeah. see. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, let's let's put it this way. Uh, any of the home games didn't have a stream. Yeah, you only had radio. Um, maybe not, sometimes, maybe not that. And the one away game we had was a very very bad stream that was. Yeah. This this was. I mean, it wasn't in complete HD, but you got to see a good decent amount of everything. You got to see. You got to see where everything was. Plus, they had cameras out around El Paso and. Yeah, seeing all stuff like that, seeing the streets of El Paso, and seeing all that, getting the light, you know, like you know, we were you and I were talking talking about this on a Friday's episode, you know, getting a chance to you know see the culture of the area because we're talking Southwest hockey here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely made me want to like go to El Paso. I was like, El Paso looks really nice. It seems like a very chill spot. That'd be fun to like go there and hang out. So like, it definitely did a good job of selling El Paso as a hockey market and just as a place. Uh, I I kind of wish they had like done it on like the NHL network or someone. It was very weird that it was only streaming on the on the website. I know that's the one thing I was questioning too because like I I, I was trying to watch like the first 5 minutes of the first period. I was on my way home from picking up dinner and I had to tr- like somehow trick my phone into going to the NHL website instead of going to the app and then trying to get the stream up. It was like jumping through so many hoops I didn't think I had to do. <laughs> yeah. I like went to the NHL.com because uh, that's where everyone was being directed. And then I just went to videos and I like searched in there, Hockeyville. Uh, and that's how I finally got it. And I wasn't even sure if it was the right feed. I'm like, there's a ceremony going on now. Is it the preseason ceremony or is this like a pre-recorded bit? I'm not sure. Like for how well it was done, I really wish the like the NHL had like put more effort in making sure it got out there to people. And again, even something like, you know, like again, NHL Network, because we know a lot of not a lot of people have that channel. Yeah. Um, but at least something that's actually televised, right? Yeah. And if anything, like, or if, if not that, you know, like send it to a local channel. I'm not saying put it on Valley Sports Series, on the main thing, but like maybe put it on like Valley Sports Extra, whatever that like fourth channel they have is like, you yeah. know, like. 
or or even because we are at this point like just have it so people could stream it through Bally sports like i know most of the people i talk to have a roku there's an app you could like have these things be available some way uh, I, I don't know it was a fun game though um the coyotes with their first loss of the preseason though it, it was a pretty big ro- loss too it was a pretty big loss. Six to three was the final score in that, and they also lost the uh, the extra shootout that they that they've been playing every single game. Um, I mean, the Coyotes' luck had to end at some point, and their wins might have been a bit of a mirage in the preseason because they were playing Pacific Division teams, and you and I kept trashing on the Pacific Division and how bad they are, especially the California teams. Especially yeah. since I, I'm not sure Dallas is the top tier of the Central either. So it's not like we were losing to the best that the division has to offer. Um, but it's still but, a significantly better division than the, than the Pacific. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was. It definitely felt like the Coyotes' luck was running out uh, towards the end. I'm not sure if it's just like a preseason mirage kind of thing, but it feels like the team's not doing well in the third period. Uh, we've seen quite a few like shot, like major differences in like shots against. Uh, and now we saw the Dallas Stars score three unanswered goals in the third. So, yeah, it was three three at one point, And I was like, ooh, we got a good game. Yeah. And the Coyotes were getting power play goals. It was like really fun. Um, and then ah, Dallas just like seemed to go into another gear. It was uh, it was pretty like rough to kind of watch that fall apart. Three goal scorers for the Arizona Coyotes: Shane Gossespierre, Liam O'Brien, and Christian Fisher. Uh, I was glad to see Gossespierre. You know what? I was glad to see the Bear pair finally in in, in place. Absolutely. And I thought Gosses Fair looked really good. He had like a really good steal that led to a, a good Clayton Keller. Um, but he seemed to, to line up pretty well with Labushkin. So we may get the bear pair. That'll be fun. And if, and, and, and if no one's saying it, we'll keep saying it that, yeah. uh, that way it, it becomes a thing. Yeah. We're going to will it into existence. Uh, you may not have heard of the bear pair before, but you will by the end of the season. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they just have the best chemistry. I mean, that's what we're hoping, right? I mean, it, I mean, I mean, we're talking about how line pairings work, and every, it just works. Yeah, it just looks yeah. amazing. Uh, what did you think of uh, Liam O'Brien? You know, I I I thought he had a pretty decent showing. Again, he had that he he had the gold that brought him up. Is it? To tie, was it the tie it two to two? Was it? Uh, yeah, he had the to tie it two to two. Tie it two to two. It um, like yeah, twenty seconds into the period. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that just shows his speed, right? You know, and, yeah. and his skill and getting to places pretty freaking fast. And I'm like, you know what? Like, he might not be the most the the most skilled player on the ice, but I, this is a player that I could really well see like to be one of those solid extra skaters that you need in case, let's say, like. Um, like Jay Beagle needs a break, you know, he needs to take a day off. Go ahead and yeah. slot Liam O'Brien into one of those. And it's not a problem. I think he can do it with that, with no problem. Yeah. And um, he also dropped the gloves. Uh, he seems like a sand, sandpaper kind of player. Uh, I think the, a lot of Coyotes fans have been like lamenting, not having a player like Liam O'Brien on the, the roster for a while. Um, he definitely seems to be making a strong case for himself with a, 
you know, going to fight. We talked about Lad having a fight in his game. Um, but yeah, Ryan's going the same route. Uh, Jan Yannick was also pretty physical that game too. Like he was, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it doesn't I, surprise me because he is a power forward. That's his. That, that's that's his design. Yeah. <laughs> his, his design play style. It, it's crazy because I have been reading like so much about uh, Jan Yannick's game, uh, just writing on five for Howling for all these years. But I, you know, so rarely get a chance to see him. So it's like, oh, this is what everyone has been talking about. Um, and I think he's looking really good. He, um, I still think he could probably benefit with another year in Tucson, but he seems like he's making a good case for himself in like, you know, next year or so for the Coyotes. He'll definitely be a top six winger in Tucson for this year. And it isn't, I mean, which is not a bad thing because Tucson's going to be a good team this year. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously I can't wait until see, um, what that looks like. I'll be at the first preseason game for the Tucson Roadrunners coming up this week. That is going to be fun. Um, preseason games, like, I think, I don't know if it's just because we're getting hockey again um, after such a weird time, but this has been a very fun preseason. Uh, I can only imagine the AHL preseason is going to be, like, just as fun. Oh, yeah, that's why I can't wait. I mean, especially since, what, it's, like, uh, if I, like, if there's something special about spe- stepping into the rink for the first time in, like, months. Yeah. It's, like... It's weird because it's this like just spot that you spend so much of your time in. Um, like it's a major piece of your life and you're just not allowed to be there for so many like consecutive months. And then you and just come back and it's like, oh yeah, this is what I was missing. Imagine that feeling how it was for me when I was covering the Roadrunners all throughout the, you know, the 2019-2020 season and then the pandemic hit. Um you know, the very last game, I was at the last game before they shut down that, you know, in March. And then my next time coming into a rink wasn't until uh, 11 months later when the Roadrunners finally opened back up. Yeah, that's going to be like definitely like just as people have, you know, we're getting people at rinks again. There was like all the Zoom calls last season. It felt very different. Um like things could always change but it feels like we're a world apart from like artificial crowd noises that was like just how crazy things had gotten last season and now uh it's just night and day and that's why that's why we're glad to be back and that's why and that's what made this hockeyville game so awesome i mean yeah the coyotes lost but like it was you know as packed as a little as a junior tiny little facility can be um but the fans were loud you can hear them uh and there was a lot of interaction with you know uh the the team that was there the ops team and everything it was you know it was a good show and i you know that's why i'm I'm glad preseason hockey's back i'm glad hockey's back i'm glad fans are back i you got to see like a lot of like mascots interacting with the fans it looked great um especially for like if you're a kid growing up in El Paso, you may not necessarily get, you know, as many cool experiences like that. Um, it was a really fun game. I'm sure everyone who was there had like just a blast and they got to see a lot of what hockey is. Uh, hopefully there wasn't too many parents concerned about fights because, you know, two preseason fights is definitely a bit on the higher end. But I mean, for the people who love it, it was there.
I mean, let's be real. If you're watching it, you're a hockey fan, you know what they're naturally going to happen. Yeah. If you're like going to the um, El Paso hockey game, like it, like you're that level fan, uh, I'm, I'm sure you weren't surprised by watching a couple guys drop the gloves. Probably. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what the fighting pro- protocol is in the null, but I mean, if we're talking about kids, probably not at all. Um, it's probably some. I mean, there are. I know. Get on that ice. I know, and I know. There's like in uh, like in high school, for example, because I used to watch a lot of high school hockey. Um, if you got in a fight, you would actually get suspended the next game. Yeah, um, I do remember that. Um, I think ACA had that same rule for yeah i don't think they do that anymore but they, i think i think not a full game i think now it's just like for like a period or something like that or i don't even know what it is but still they they, they end up not playing the next day anyways but i definitely remember like because asu u of a games tended to be at the end no. and the Doesn't... season <laughs> and if you're a senior you're not coming back like eh. you're just saying screw it yeah Maybe you're maybe you're getting that suspension, uh, but not too many for ASU because they of course had to go to the playoffs afterwards. Uh, U of A wasn't always oh. doing that in that oh. those days. Oh, I see how it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you had you had to put in that shot in there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I didn't throw that in there. Just okay. Anyways, uh, I think that wraps it up talking about hockey, the Hockeyville game. Coming up, we'll talk about a former player. What's going on with one of the former Coyotes players? We'll talk about that in just a sec. But first, I want to let you guys know that thanks to the great resignation, uh, thanks to the great resignation, the job market is filled with once-in-a-generation talent. Here is how the, your organization to put together an all-star team. Your front office needs an all-star roster. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle if your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners you with uh, every step of the hiring process so you can find talent, the skills you need. Through tools like Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can even invite them to apply right away. With Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite up to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your jobs than those who only see it in search, according to Indeed data. Get started right now for a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Once again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I've been listening to the podcast for a while, and so I have heard about Built Bar so many times, and I have to say, now that I'm like actually co-hosting, it's great to just know how many delicious flavors there are of Built Bar. There really is something for everyone, and you know when you're talking to people, uh, they're definitely really just 
really passionate about Built Bar. Everyone's got a favorite flavor, uh, whether it's strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, my favorite, mint brownie. I really like mint flavor. Um, I don't know. It's just this point in my life. Mint flavor has been really good. Um, and if you're a little bit ambiguous, you're not sure what you want to go for, maybe get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. But not only are Built Bars the better, best tasting, they're also healthy too, with calories ranging from 130 to 180 and only four to five grams of sugar. Order today um, and you can get Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? Uh, offer uh, to go to Built Bar or Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order. Let's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, back here on Locked on Coyotes. Robin Lianio, Carl Pavlik, as we're now getting ready to talk uh, some a follow-up news on a uh, former Coyotes player who Carl and I talked about did not want to get vaccinated. Um, and now, Carl, well, let's just say our good friend Josh Archibald, he's not going to come out anytime soon. Yeah, it's a very unfortunate story. Um, we had talked about a number of players who have been connected with the Coyotes organization um, and just a number of players in general choosing not to be vaccinated. Um, it's a relatively small amount. Um, we've seen some health consequences for COVID-19 and players getting it. And um, yesterday it was announced that Josh Archibald will be out indefinitely for a heart condition. Um, do you want to try and pronounce it? Um, Myocarditis. Uh, not good with anything Latin. Um, and that is apparently just a leftover side effect from him having COVID-19 this past summer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one thing that apparently a lot of like uh, people that would suffer long-term effects from having COVID, especially for serious things, like it really affects their heart and your lungs. And, you know, I think, I think that's one of the things that everyone's trying to hammer home, get vaccinated. Yeah. So this doesn't happen to you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's not even like that. Like, I think one of the things I've been hearing since the beginning is like, People have been talking about like your sense of smell going and not necessarily coming back all that strong. Uh, so we some people have long term brain fog like they can't think straight for a long time. Like yeah, like we really don't know the side effects of COVID long term, and they seem to not be good. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about not knowing the long term side effects of vaccines. I, I will admit that, but. From what we've seen, having COVID is not good for you long term, and it's best to just do what you can to not have it and make sure it's not severe. Because who knows when Archibald is going to be able to play again, if ever? Yeah, because it says he's out indefinitely, and because again, this like this heart condition, and and the thing is, like, like there was a lot, there was a, a lot of unknown of exactly what if he, if he even had COVID. I mean, that's that's the assumption because. Um, I mean, he tested negative for so many days in a row, but they're like, all right, like you have antibodies though. Yeah. And you probably had it this summer when no one was, no one was around. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. You don't, you, you don't spread it to your teammates, but now you have to live with this heart condition for the, like, who knows, maybe it's like 
you know, another year, maybe it's the rest of your life. Who knows? Like that's, yeah, that's like, that's, that's so sad because again, he's, you know, he's still a pretty young player. He's 28 years old to have to deal with a heart condition that keeps you from playing the sport you love. Yeah. I, I remember, um, in college, um, there was a moment like where they thought I may have mono. It was either mono or strep. And they're like, yeah, the next year of your life is going to just be terrible. Like if you have it. And I can only imagine like Josh Archibald sitting down with his doctor and be like, here's the deal. You have a heart problem. We're not sure when it's going to be better. Like there's no end date for, for this. As far as we know, like, Every you are like the the test sample for this, and it's really rough. I I hope he has like a quick recovery, and I also hope he like uses this experience to like reflect and maybe use his platform to encourage other people to get vaccinated so they don't have to go through this. Um, I will say it was also very unfortunate to see in the comments to a lot of the tweets people saying like is this a vaccine side effect issue? And people who are actually in the no are like, no, Josh Archibald was very vocally not vaccinated. Like, this is not what you think it is. There's so much misinformation that Archibald could help clear up because he has that platform. Yeah. And, um, and, and I'm just looking at this and looking at everything in general too, is like, not only that, imagine how it is being the only unvaccinated player on your team and if you have to cross over the, you know, the U.S. Canada border, everyone else doesn't have the quarantine, but you have to separate yourself from them for the entire time of yeah. quarantine. Like that's what <laughs> it was so like crazy seeing like what the actual consequences of the decision to not be vaccinated are because hockey is a sport that is played in two countries in North America like in a major league and they have very different responses to COVID-19. Um, and just when you're traveling internationally during a pandemic, there's just a lot of extra headaches that get caused, but you know, not being vaccinated, that's definitely like going to just cause so many issues now. It's, it's just a fact of it. And we're seeing the consequences for players because teams don't seem to want to deal with that. I mean, and we know Archibald isn't the only one. I mean, the I mean, so he ha- has has now the health condition, but other players like on their teams, they're just simply just getting sent down to the American Hockey League. We just sit, you're just like, you know what, you're just gonna sit out. Yeah, Zach Ronaldo was put on waivers, isn't going to the AHL apparently. Is just gonna... just gonna sit in the press box. Yeah, which, I mean, that's rough. Like. At what point do you like? Does he make a a reconsideration? Because now it's it's very tough if you are like publicly saying something and then you back down. I think people are afraid to do that. Um, but if you want a career, sometimes you have to eat crow. I think that's something that people realize in their everyday lives, and athletes are going to be realizing like very publicly in the next few months. Absolutely. And, and again, like, I, I just really hope that, that these players realize that, I mean, it's in really 
not just uh, their best, but just like, like it's everyone's best interest that I mean they're vaccinated. Like, yeah, we don't have to, like, like I mean, like we don't have to deal with it. They don't have to deal with it. No, we don't have to keep talking about it. It's like you want to get back to normal. Let's just take this. Get this taken care of. Yeah, I am re- really sorry that Josh Archibald is having to deal with this and having his career yeah. be threatened by like the side effect of him getting sick months ago. That is not something that anyone should have to be dealing with. Um, I I I wish him a, a very speedy recovery, and I hope like we can not have this be an issue in the season. I hope no other player has to go through this. Um, but something tells me that, you know, this may not be the last time we, we hear about these kind of complications long-term. No, I, I mean, especially cause yeah, there are players that still don't want to do it and they're pe- just in general people, but don't want to get vaccinated and like what athlete, like, you know, actual player or not, you know, it's, it's been all over the place and, you know, yeah. um, and I'll, and I'll tell you this call. I had to, like, I just had to, uh, start attending games for Tucson this year, I went to go ahead and submit my vaccination card. I'm like, look, I'm vaccinated, so you can let me in because I had to do that. Um, I don't mind it because, I mean, well, I am vaccinated. I don't have to worry about it. But I I have been to preseason games. I've been to uh, scrimmage games in the rookie faceoff. I tend to not see masks at Gila River Arena. No one's asked me for a vaccination card, um, which I have because I am vaccinated. Um, and that kind of scares me. Um, Arizona, there's not a lot of directive from the state level to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm very concerned that like there's going to be potential issues during the regular season or confusion and I, I hope the Coyotes kind of like clarify what the requirements are going to be for the regular season because so far it's been pretty lapsed during the preseason. Yeah. Hope and yeah, again, hopefully get more guidance. Hopefully um, everyone just gets in the same page here as we, as we get ready for the season to start um, that we don't have to worry about this in the future. I mean, yeah, I mean, there'll still be more people that are upset, but you know what? Like I'm, I'm for safety here. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, that's going to be just about it for this episode of Locked On Caddies. Before we close things off, I want to let you. I want to go ahead and once again, thanks everyone for making the Locked On Caddies podcast your first listen every day. Um, coming up later this week, we will have our conversation with uh, the the fellows over at uh, Locked On Blues. We had a great conversation with them earlier, and we'll start. We'll post that for you later this week, as well as we'll talk with. Uh, hopefully with, with Brett Fair of the Arizona Daily Star to get ready for the Tucson Roadrunner season. So a lot coming up this week. I'm super excited for that. Um, but with that said, it's now time to make your second your second listen of the day. Locked on fantasy hockey host Scott Colin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms. And one thing before we close things off, Carl, let me let, I want to let you know I am in a fantasy league with Scott Colin, and I am scared to death that he's just going to destroy everyone in our league. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like it, right? Like you are the test for for that podcast. He's gonna he, like I am afraid that he's just gonna point to my. It's like look at Robin's team. 
Her yeah. team is just so bad. And no, <laughs> like every single episode, I'd be like, we're going to do a Robin check in. Let's look at her team. It's not great. It's not it's not doing well. That is a rough call uh, on your end. It shows a level of confidence in your decision making that I would just not have. I need to listen to that podcast to get some fantasy tips. I was upset because at one point I actually um, I was distracted chatting with the people in the chat room for the uh, for, for the draft, and I accidentally auto drafted for two rounds. And I'm like, no, I did not want to do this. Uh, I mean, thankfully it was only two rounds. That's at least salvageable, I would say. Uh, at least yeah. it wasn't like the full draft on auto. No, and it was later on too. It was like by the time it was like the seventh or eighth round, so I was like, eh. but yeah. still, yeah, still a setback. It is still a setback. Anyways, um, that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including now on YouTube. Subscribe if you get to already. And don't forget also to interact with us on social media. We are available um, on LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Rob one Carl Pavlek is at Carl Pavlek FFH. Once again, you can interact with us, ask us a question, and we will answer them right back. If not... If it's not right away, it might, you might be saving it for a future episode of the Lockdown Caddies Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!